We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 60, the show that is loving the new expansion. Each episode, we are check in. We're going to check in. We'll check in. I don't know. I can't talk. Have some laughs and talk all about the lore of Warcraft, one or two topics at a time. My name is Gingerbreadman. The one that just hit level 70, like, you know, two days ago. It was, it was really busy, all right? All right, just don't, don't judge me. All right, it's sadly no Allie with us tonight. She is not feeling well, but we have got some outstanding guests to, uh, I don't know, attempt to fill in for, for Allie. So, in honor of the beautiful and wonderful episode 60 and the release of Dragonflight, we have invited some friends along for the ride. We are fortunate to be joined by our friends over for, for Azeroth. That's right, that amazing, beautiful, wonderful show for Azeroth. Yes. Okay, and, and, and bear with these jokes. These are great jokes, everybody. These, these are going to be even worse than Gingerbread Man. You, you ready for this? All right. We have the one that shocked me by switching mains. It is true villain away in a manger. Get it, Manny? Manger? Manny? Manny? <laughs> I refuse the comments. <laughs> no comment. All right, no comment from Manny. <laughs> All right, and we are also joined by someone who actually managed to pick a main for now. It's Slingle Bells, right? It sl slings spells, sl slingles, jingle bells, right? <laughs> I'm so good at this. <laughs> oh, it's a good joke. It's a good joke. It's a great joke, even. But I need you to stop anyway. <laughs> 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 it's a good joke, but I need you to stop anyway. <laughs> All right, Liv, what have you been up to? How has Dragonflight been treating you? And or Classic, because I'm sure you're still playing Classic. I am. I'm playing. I'm, yeah, I'm playing both a little bit. I've been a little bit preoccupied with Dragonflight because, of course, the new hotness always takes precedence. Always. Every time. Uh, new expansion, new hotness, new things to do in World of Warcraft. Of course, I'm going to be there. So that's where I am. Uh, in, in the most... You know, for the most part, I'm do I'm still doing things in in classic. I'm still uh, like this week. I didn't raid in, in classic because uh, I've had just a, a hectic week. But you know, otherwise, doing things in both games. Uh, even though most of my time is in Dragonflight, uh, and I've managed to get two level seventies because <laughs> I hit level seventy with the Evoker, and was just like, and maybe not. Maybe maybe that's not the play. And then I leveled my mage, and I've been uh, I've been doing everything that I can on on the mage, and absolutely loving it. So what you're saying is, when I say you picked main, you may or may not have actually picked main because you got two levels set. So all right, all right, setting yourself up for success. I understand. I, I get it. Yes, right, this shit goes. Yes. If you're like, you know, you know, all I need is I just need to make sure I'm bringing a freaking you know bloodlust, heroism, whatever. A class. All right, next you're going to level a shaman next, I'm, I'm assuming. 
Or Hunter. Or Hunter. <laughs> maybe, Hunter. maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I was going to say, I heard the episode where you were just like, hey, you're, not, you're not loving Hunter for something. It's, Hunter's not your jam or whatever. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not. But three weeks ago, <laughs> sorry, four weeks ago, it was Evokers weren't by jam. Oh, man, Evokers suck. Week three, week hey, two. Was, oh, up. my goodness. Evokers are amazing. You know what, guys? I'm Mania Evoker. Now we're on this week. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the 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 streak continues <laughs> on a hot streak, except playing arcane mage. So that joke doesn't quite work. I, well, I got told by Liv so- in the freaking our little guild chat because I was trying to make old wrath classic freaking arcane mage jokes, and you know she's over there going, "Hold up now, that is not the rotation." I'm like, "Come on, it's still a joke. It's a great meme." <laughs> God, I mean the meme the meme checks out, but like the changes okay, 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 soapbox time. Soapbox time. The changes to Arcane Mage are just that there it's at a point where you have to have a degree in mathematics in order to play the class properly. Oh, so you're There's like, so much. Arcane There's Mage so much. is like the new feral druid, it's the John F Wadden. Yeah. yeah, you're all over the place. You're all over the place. Exactly. When to press the two button. And then you went to follow up with the one button. You, you can't, you can't, you can't mess around with those. When you start hitting three, you're doing it wrong. And <laughs> three is right out. Right. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. So you got two mains. Anything else there? There, live that you've been up to? Um, dragon riding. So much dragon riding. I, I've I've beaten every single every single time trial. Uh, twice I've, I've done the hard modes. I, oh gosh, it's it, it's there's so much there's so much fun. I don't even like I'm playing the mage, but I rarely ever teleport anywhere because it's just so much more fun to to hop on your dragon and you know do the dragon riding. It's just, it's it's so engaging and enjoyable, and I can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's like the uh, I did. Speaking of memes, I saw a fantastic meme uh, just today, where it's. It, I'm sure everyone has at least seen of seen heard references of Rick and Morty, right? Seen the episode where uh, Rick was like, "You want you want level? I'll show you level." Wow, it's so oh oh oh, oh my god oh Christ! Uh, yeah, oh, true level, oh, bitch. Oh, Morty, come on, we're leaving for school. Oh, oh, oh everything's crooked. Reality is poison. I, I want to go back. I hate this. What's his deal? That was the equivalent. <laughs> Of when you have to go back to regular flying, you're like, no, let me go back to dragonfly. <laughs> Absolutely, hundred percent, yes. It's like when you die, you're like, what is this freaking podunk jacket? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> like, it's awful. Let me back. Give me back to it. Give me back to dragon riding. Where's my vigor? I need. I need vigor. <laughs> I need to go faster. I mean, All I right, love. Well. I love dragon riding. I do, mm-hmm, but. There is something to be said about okay. I'm gonna press. Let's go make a sandwich. The, yeah, the yeah. button. Yep. Go go make myself a nice little snack. Come back and find out I'm dead in the great sea. So, I took too long. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is is that old uh, old flying is is uh, the the arcane mage of <laughs> old arcane mage of, of flying of flying. Okay. Or the current arcane mage. <laughs> I got I got to time out exactly when to stop hitting forward. This is this is this mathematical thing. You, you could be like, I'm going this far. 
and it takes me this long and you gotta you gotta go run and make that sandwich and come back it's it's math it is mm-hmm. the ar- new arcane ma- mage it's just physics it's just physics that's all it is <laughs> okay well it's just physics i liked physics it was a fun class well speaking mm-hmm. of physics or something i don't know manny what have you been up to yeah how many 70s you got you got two yet no 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 I i've got got 170 i am working on professions which take a lot and need to figure out uh that's what needs the math degree professions yeah i haven't even touched blacksmithing yet i was like let me just start with the easy one enchanting i'm enchanting i'm enchanting and i am tailoring i've been working on those i've been trying to gear up i have been mount hunting in the time in between and then of course podcasting (laughs) lots of stuff happening because so much news comes out except we are in such a strange wonderland of wow where new things are being discovered on the daily and i don't just mean when they like hot fix things like when they they realize that fun detected was a little too strong and then have to nerf fun detected i think they get i think they nerfed warriors and it's really sad no warriors continue to dodge the bullet I don't know what's going on with warriors. Don't. I'm going to edit that. I'm going to edit that out. Keep that. Keep that down. (laughs) Discovered a new uh, super rares and then a new super rare within that. And then all these different farms like it's it it is something new all the time. And we haven't even begun the first season yet. So I'm loving I'm loving WoW right now. Nice. Well, sounds good. Well, I don't have Allie here. To say, Jim, what are you up to? I guess I'm going to say, Jim, what are you up to? Hey, well, Jim, Jim, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> me? Well, let me tell you. Dragonflight, it's fun. I'm really busy. Got a lot of things going on. It's, it's the busiest time of my life. Very, very busy. And I also did this little thing called a random marathon. All right. So I am level 70. I did it. Yay. But I like literally just finished. And the only reason I was able to finish... Is because I had to take two days off after running a marathon because, ow, just let you know, ow, <laughs> it does hurt a little bit afterwards, especially because in case, in case you're curious, in case everyone's wondering, you're like, okay, Jen, you ran a marathon, blah, 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 blah. People run marathons all the time. I would like to know, how did you do, right? Did you hit your goal? Hmm? Any of that? Yes and no. Yes and no. So first up, my, my number one goal was the last marathon I ran, I was 22 years old, back in 2007, okay? That was 15 years ago, and I finished that marathon in 4 hours and 35 minutes. It's alright, it's okay, it's alright, it's not amazing. Well, dear listeners, the marathon I just finished was in 3 hours and 7 minutes, and like 2 seconds, which, wow, that was very fast. Kish Curious, that is averaging seven minutes and like six or seven seconds, like maybe 708 per mile. So just about seven minutes per mile. I was moving. I was freaking moving. And it was for 26.2 miles. And um, let's just let me just go ahead and and level. I'm just going to go ahead and walk you through what happened. All right. Beginning of the race. Beautiful. I was just just flying like I was I was hitting like 645, 650. Just 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 moving. It was fantastic best half marathon time I ever did. I came, I, I crossed the little half marathon marker at probably about an hour, 28 minutes. Like uh, I was, I was flying. Well, there's this little thing that people like to say is they're like, 
You see, everyone likes to think that the halfway mark is 13.1 miles. And they're like, no, 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 no. The real halfway mark is 20 miles. And boy, oh, howdy, are they freaking right. Because <laughs> as soon as you hit that 20 mile mark, it is things start falling apart. <laughs> you just, it's just like, why did I do this? <laughs> Like, I think I was around mile 24 where, like, my eyes were, like, doing the... I'm like, I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> what the hell's happening here? <laughs> so, luckily, I had my water. I was drinking my water and little electrolytes and taking my little goos and chews and all that stuff. So, didn't pass out. Don't worry, everybody. I was, I was fine. But, yeah, there was... I was touch and go there for a moment. I was like, what the shit is happening? <laughs> this is getting, this is getting rigging real. So yeah, and you're saying, okay, good job, Jen. That's that's great. So you're done with that nonsense, right? You're done with that? No, no, no. I already signed up for the next one. Mm-mm. No, we're doing <laughs> of it course. again. Of course, of course, we're doing it again. Probably gonna do another one in October too. So you're gonna just gonna hear me keep telling you about my marathons, and you're just gonna be like, Jen, stop running. You're making us look bad. No, I'm not stop running. I am gonna make you look bad. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I love it. You're in better condition than you were when you were in your 20s, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's fabulous. I had... I, I honestly... Is... is As freaking painful as it was afterwards. During, I was like... And then after that mile 20, I was like... I'm gonna pass out now. <laughs> <laughs> but after... After it was done, I was like... Oh, that... I, mm, that hurts. All right. And, and I just have one thing I want to ask all the uh, marathon, all the marathon organizers out there. I'm very curious. Why is it that everyone, every single marathon, half marathon, every every single one I've ever been to, why is it that the food that you're like, oh, you feel better, fuel up, here's some food. Why is it the driest burrito known to man? <laughs> hmm? Why does it feel like I need to drink water as I'm taking a bite of a burrito? This is the most horrible thing on the planet. I hate it. It's gross. And you know, just, okay. Picture this guy just ran 26.2 miles, throws the burrito away. It was that bad. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. Just saying, get better food. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I know it was free, kind of, because, you know, I ran a long way and I paid to be there. But, <laughs> but there you go. I'm just, really, get, get better, get better snackies. That's all I'm saying. Come on. Use less salt. Slightly less salt. I don't know. Or maybe that's the issue. Maybe that they're maybe they're excluding the salt to like like something with electrolyte balance, and that could uh, maybe I I don't I don't know know food science. I think they needed more because it's the blandest friggin' most horrible thing. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm really hungry, but no, I'm not that hungry. (laughs) Well, that's why bring your own snacks. Then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, well, my snacks got all sweaty though in my pocket. They were <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Get, like, okay, just bring like like prepackaged snacks that you can they open. Were and they don't. I was eating get... them. I was eating them while I was running. <laughs> I was like, I just, ah. they're a little, little like uh, they're like a little chews. They're pretty, they're pretty good. I like those little things. They're good. They suck though when you your mouth's got getting dry when you're running and they get stuck to your teeth. I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh yeah. It's fun though. It's everything everything miraculously turns into fruit leather in your mouth. Pretty much. Well, anyway, hey Allie, what have you been up to? Oh wait, she's not here. But she did write wah, something wah. down. 
she did write something down. So she said, too distracted with dragonfly. That's actually, you know what? That's why she's not here. She says she's sick. She's just doing the dragon riding right now. She's friggin' doing the little, she's flying around in her dragon. She's doing it. No, seriously, yeah, I feel better. But that's the, that's what she says. She's distracted. Apparently she's not even 70 yet. So yay me. I beat you. I beat you. <laughs> Kinda. I had to friggin' like book it to the end. I was like, I was like, okay. I just need to finish this. I get to 70 and start at least getting the better world quest gear and just slowly build my way up to at least being able to do heroics or my guild's going to be like, no, we don't need you, Jin. Just get better gear and then you can join us. You're going to be a net negative right now. Like, you see, here's the math. Let me show you the math. See, here, here's when you do the average of everything. Everything comes down to an average uh, freaking gear score for the team of like, Three, I don't know what a good one is. Three sixty-five, right? Three, we add you, it goes down to three fifty-two. You're dragging the team down. That <laughs> <laughs> actually is probably a real thing. If, if they tried to add me in, I can't even do heroics yet. It's very sad. Well, anyway, I think that's uh, that's good enough. So, uh, oh yeah, nothing a, beats a brew. I, I think it's this button. Yeah, friends. it's this button. So confused. Anyway, what's 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 happening? What are we drinking? Well, we didn't really like coordinate drinks today, so I'm curious. You, I, you got a drink over there. I see. I see it, Liv. What, what you got? What are you drinking? I have a. Uh, I'm. I'm just gonna go ahead and call this a uh, quick eggnog. Uh, it's not even eggnog. It's just Bailey's uh, with a little bit of cream and a, a half a shot of uh, half a shot of bourbon uh, and a little simple syrup mixed in. Um, but not not eggnog at all. It just kind of looks like eggnog and tastes a little bit like eggnog if you if you like squint, you know, really hard. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Don't taste anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like eggnog. It does not taste like eggnog. <laughs> no, it tastes like Bailey's. <laughs> I like because it's Bailey's. <laughs> it's good though. I like Bailey's. It is. It's really good. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Manny. What do, what do you got over there? Hmm. Hmm. And that beautiful well, cup of yours. It's a beautiful yeah, cup, yeah, by the way. Beautiful cup, right? Uh, the other was perfect. Uh, I actually have been going dry for a while, so I don't have a uh, particular beverage. But this is just my tea. Um, I recently got an advent calendar of different teas of the day. So oh, I've been going. Beautiful. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. So, uh, so today is a dirty chai that oh, nice. I have been really enjoying. That sounds great. Yeah. So. When I was doing the whole like dry friggin' seventy five days, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I you remember that. I was like last year. I really got into tea, so that, that sounds fantastic. Well, I'm I'm kinda like you, uh, Liv. I also have eggnog, but mine's actually eggnog and just brandy. So yeah. I was like, I don't know what I'm drinking. It's almost Christmas time. I'm making Christmas jokes about a way in a manger and Manny's name and, and you know, slingle bells. So we're we're doing eggnog. <laughs> So, so there we go. Tis the season after all. It is the season after all. I got eggnog. I got this really fancy eggnog. It came in a freaking glass like milk container from like the 1950s. I was like, this is beautiful. I like this. And well, what's what's with this? So it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You just turn it back in. You get to get your deposit back or whatever. I was like, oh, fantastic. I like this. It's really good, too. It's not that really thick, nasty, syrupy crap that you're just like, what is this? It's like so thick. It's not that. It's really good. I like it. Yeah. 
I used to make my own eggnog, and I thought about doing it, but I was like, mm, do I want do I want to drink a whole pitcher of eggnog, <laughs> my own? I'm kind and of. And I do not, that. so I did not make my own. Oh, all right. Well, that's too bad. Well, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into this beautiful thing next where I got to tell all these fine listeners to, hey, if you would like to do something and, you know, like help us out, keep the show doing this thing. I got got some scenarios and some things that I'd just like to tell you about. Hey. So, hey, everyone. This is the part where Allie usually goes, hey, 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 hey. (laughs) So. Do you like sports shows? Talk about our hobbies and interests that you're also into. Do you, do you find yourself talking back to the host out loud while listening to the car, riding the train, or riding on a horse, or, or in a one-horse open sleigh? Hmm? Yeah? No? All right. If you've answered yes to any of those questions, stay tuned to the end of the show and find out how you can keep this ridiculousness going. Yes. All right. But with that, it is time to jump into a little bit of this. I don't know. Actually, this is good news. So good news, everybody. Good news, everyone. (laughs) So last time we kind of checked in with the Albany QA testers, they were getting ready to vote for their union. Hmm? They had won the right to vote and it was uh, getting ready to go. All right. So ABK was working with the NLRB to do a whole impound of the ballots so ABK could find a way to squirm out of having another union they have to deal with because it's not fair that they have to treat the QA workers better. That's their words, not mine. I think it's totally fair. All right. Uh, the National Labor Relations Board basically told ABK to shove off, counted the 14 votes that was received, and the QA team in Albany, Albany got their union. The vote was 14 to 0. Woo! All right. Now, last we heard, there were actually 18 QA workers in Albany studio, so we don't really know what happened to the other four. I don't know. Don't know. Literally don't know. But either way, congratulations to the QA team. One thing I did want to point out, though, this was called out actually in uh, in our uh, little guild discord. And uh, I was like, figured I should at least bring it up, even though I haven't had a chance to read the article. So th- imagine this. This is the equivalent of scrolling through Twitter and you read the headline and then you m- kept moving. All right. That's, that's what was going to happen right here. But we're going to react to it nonetheless. Very late breaking news. I, like I said, I wasn't able to read the article, but here you go. The FTC has filed a lawsuit to try and block the merger between ABK and Microsoft. Apparently they are calling, they're, they're basically calling out some, uh, you know, hey, that's going to basically create a monopoly. So, no, you don't get to do that. Now, do I have any details? No. Will Editor Jin have details? I don't know. Will he? Well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually a pretty uh, funny story because the antitrust is more about the nascent developing stuff than what they're currently doing. So they're worried about cloud gaming. They're worried about things that haven't really come to the forefront yet. And they, they're worried that with like with a large publisher just underneath uh, Microsoft Wings, it'll stifle creativity. They won't push each other to do uh, better things for the customer. And then, of course, they have other things like Hey, Microsoft, last time you said you wouldn't take something away, and then you did. So how do we believe you? And of course, Microsoft has been putting forward things saying that, yes, we'll keep Call of Duty on Sony. They recently announced that they were going to bring Call of Duty to the Switch. Um, I kind of laugh at that because I don't see the audience on the Switch for Call of Duty. That just seems like they were trying to placate wherever they could. And the... 
the vote for actually bringing this lawsuit is actually kind of partisan because it is strictly down party lines where the three liberal chairs voted to move forward and then the one Republican is a dissenting vote. So we'll see how it goes. From what I have heard from people who have way more knowledge about this than I do, actually unlikely that this is going to succeed is it is a long shot, just like the European one, uh, that this will actually stop the merger. Well, I don't know. We will find out. But, you know, I guess as they like to say, watch this space. I don't know. That's a thing people say on online communities. I don't know. Is the merger going to go through? I don't know. We'll find out in July of 2023, because apparently that was when they said it was going to be official. So we got seven months to figure out if it's going to go through. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I think the, uh, the court date for the hearing, uh, for the FTC complaint is, uh, August 2nd, 2023, which is several months after when the, uh, the deadline for the deal is supposed to go through, I think in May, uh, is when it was set in, in the, the original contract. So that's quite a ways after when the merger was, is supposed to happen. So if this doesn't, or if this, you know, the complaint sticks, they're going to be in limbo for quite a few months before it can actually be decided whether or not they can go through with it. So it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. Yeah, going to be very interesting. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I don't read the article, so I don't have much. I tried to read it, but it was behind a damn paywall. And it was like... <laughs> the official injunction is out there, so... I can definitely send, yeah. send that to you and then you could like add it to the show notes or whatever. But like, it is funny too, because they, they, the date is behind when the deal was supposed to close. And what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? No, I don't know. Not a lawyer. I don't know. I don't know crap about antitrust law. I'm just here to say, Hey, here's a thing. Everybody. Here's a thing. What does it mean? I don't know. <laughs> I will leave it to smarter people than me to tell you what that is. But hey, hey, at least now you know. Now you know. Well, do you have any any other thoughts, opinions on any of that before we move into some beautiful, wonderful Dragonflight goodness? Well, I guess the one thing that I will keep saying about this is that regardless of where the management goes, the real change is going to have to come from the people within the company. So... Support a better ABK. Make sure you are uh, following those guys much with this unionization effort to make things better for them, regardless of who ends up in that CEO uh, chair after August of next year for July. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into the beautifulness that is Dragonflight. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? Dragons. More dragons. <laughs> That's right. So... Here we go. We took care of some primalist invasions. Leveled some alts. I leveled one alt. I did, actually. I leveled a mage. I did. I did. Level a frost mage. Not an arcane mage. Because that's Cheeky. for the... That's for the... I don't know. I've never... I literally never played arcane. I just like the joke. All right? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a good like joke. joke. Apparently, we cleaned our bags. Did I, Let me see. Did I clean my bags? I don't know. I guess Allie cleaned her bags. Did I? Did I clean my bags? My bags are actually pretty clean, just in general. Like I don't really do a lot. I I did ditch a bunch of reagents though, because like just I was like I was like get a get a most of my reagent bag. All right, and now we're soaring high over the land as we explore the Dragon Isles. 
Is that what we're doing? I'm soaring kind of. Well, last night I can now officially say I'm soaring high because I went and got all the glyphs. Right? I went and hit level 70, and then I was like, all right, I'm tired of this friggin' slow ass crap. And I went and got that handy notes and was like, give me the glyphs. <laughs> so that's what I did. Oh, that was great. All right, I thought we could take some time to go around and talk about our initial thoughts about the beginning of our adventure through this expansion. We'll also talk about some obsidian decisions and maybe even talk about some drama around some order magic or something there if there's time. Yeah, there's time. All right. If you're like me and you haven't seen the whole story yet, or if you're just avoiding certain bits of the information, we're just going to go ahead and throw a little spoiler warning out here just in case. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. All right. So if you're still level 60... Yeah, like just just give, just come back in a, in a week or two. It, it doesn't take that long. Like I was I was able to do it. I was able to do it. So, all right, Manny, initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. All right, what are you enjoying? Favorite moments. What did you do when you hit seventy? Let's start with the first one. What are you enjoying? So, I I think that I am just enjoying this time of discovery. This time of just just like you look over the horizon. There's so much that you can do. And so little that you have to do like for myself pushing into raiding. Obviously, I've been making sure that I clear out through the mythics each week. Um, I have been working on doing like my daily super rares and, and that sort of stuff. But like my gear is pretty good right now. Uh, I ended the week at 366 first week and I'm like, Trying to like push uh, push up the gear so that we can like r- run into fully heroic first God, week I'm such a slacker. <laughs> okay, I felt that I slacked because I took my time leveling, but relative um, to other people, like you're saying that you finished leveling two days ago. I finished leveling on the second day. Liv has got two characters already at at max, and who knows what item level. Um, her third character is working at. So like, <laughs> it's just like people are going at their different <laughs> speeds, enjoying the game at their own rate. And you don't feel like you're behind. I just, I love that. I love that they have the, the world quests that don't expire within eight hours. There's three and a half days to do this. And then the next half of the week to do that, like I log in. Because I want to, because I genuinely want to go and dive into this today, or I want to spend a day sitting and hunting down um, just rare mounts or that sort of thing. I don't have a checklist of things that I have to do, and that's what I'm enjoying more than anything about Dragonflight at this point. Nice. All right. Any, any favorite moments so far? Or that you just like, oh, you just loved it? <laughs> um. I, I had a moment where Warlock, Affliction Warlock, just sort of clicked, and I was just like, okay, this is this is it. Like, doing the damage and feeling great. I, I need to change my uh, talents over so I can do a more single target uh, setup. But obviously, right now, everything is uh, Mythic Plus, so I've been trying to do an AoE sort of build. But, like, to have it all sort of click, to suddenly just have every seed of corruption explode and just go off. I, I'm I'm loving the warlock. Um, uh, I just 
part of me just misses the shaman. Every so often I'll see some shaman running around and be like, oh, what, what, are, you, what are you playing there? You're playing Enhancement. What, what, what's your name? Dove Milk. That's an unusual name, little Dove Milk. What are you doing there with those weapons? Inspect. Look at look at Dove Milk. Follow Dove Milk around as he as he tries his hardest to, to do damage and it's like <laughs> living vicariously through Dove Milk. Wherever you are out there, Dove Milk, I remember you. <laughs> this just reminds me of Dove Milk chocolate. Is what I was thinking of when you were saying <laughs> that. I, I like that. Let's. I don't know. I feel like the war, the warlock is just, it's just quite fitting for you. I mean, if you're over here running around calling yourself a true villain, I'm like, come on, come on, warlock. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump over to Liv. What are you, what, what, what are you doing? What, what's, what's, what have you been enjoying? And what are your favorite moments so far? Okay, so <clears throat> my, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with my favorite moment of leveling of the, of the campaign. Um, because I want to see if it's the same. This was a, it was a, it was a very special moment for me because I, I, uh, have a soft spot for a very particular character. Um, her name is Chromie. Uh, and there was a very sweet and tender moment between Chromie and Nazdormu. And I cried so hard. (laughs) I got close. I know what you're talking about. I believe there was a word proud and always. And I was like, yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. All right, Nostromo. All right, you, what are you doing to me? Come on. Come Emotions on. are feeling real. something. Can I just say that every time I run across one of those like pull your heartstring moments, and like I am not like brought to like an emotional level, I just constantly think of Jin being like, "Manny has no heart." <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just my interaction. I'm just like, damn, I should feel something about this. Don't worry, I did. I'm sorry. I, when I was flipping through, I was doing my yard work one day, and I saw the name of the episode "Bad Gin Impressions." I was like, "All right, yeah, you bastards! Are you maybe listen to you right now?" <laughs> listen to the whole episode, and I was like, "That wasn't that bad." That's, that sounds about right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, know, you didn't didn't get no. I mean, I'm not saying I was bawling or crying or anything, so don't feel bad, Manny. I didn't cry when the bear died either. It's fine. It's just <laughs> it's fu- it's funny. Yeah. Y'all are both heartless. You're both heartless. I'm not no, heartless. I, I'm just. I'm it's just, it's just I'm it's, kidding. Uh, I'm, it's yeah, cold hearted. Cold hearted. Yes. Cold hearted. I have a heart. Um, it's just very cold. Yes. Uh, cold to the touch. Uh, but no, I, uh, that, that was probably like, probably like my favorite moment in, in the, the leveling campaign. Um, uh, for, you know, that reason for that, that like cinematic moment was, was particularly special to me, but, uh, but that like leg of the campaign in in Thaldras is where you're going and, and dealing with the, with the bronze, um, uh, the, the bronze flight and, and. Uh, trying to, to help them out. Like there's, there's a lot of really cool, uh, a lot of really cool stuff in there, including, you know, uh, death, death, Murloc, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mer- I don't remember exactly what the name was, but it was, that was, that was just hilarious going to, to, to worm rest temple and, uh, as Murloc, <laughs> Um, that, that was that was uh, fantastic. Chef's kiss, ten out of ten. Quest. Uh, I'm still wearing we'll that do... neck. Oh <laughs> the yeah, art of Asmerloth. 
people absolutely give, give me crap because I was like, oh, this is an upgrade. I just chanted it. And they're like, why would you do that to the heart of Asperloff? <laughs> <laughs> well, mine, mine upgraded to epic quality when I yeah, got it. Yeah, mine updated. And I was like, yeah, no, I've got a better one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You know how hard it is to come across enchanting reagents right true, now? It's true. It's, it's, I, 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 I disenchant everything. It's, yeah, I get even, it. even with all the mystic uh, tokens that drop, uh, still terribly difficult to come across enchanting reagents, which is, which is you know, frustrating on, uh, on one end, but like also at the beginning of the expansion, that kind of is expected for enchanters. Like this is the third expansion that I've gone in with enchanting and tailoring from the outset, and uh, same, same. Same rodeo. Like it, it's always like the the front end of the expansion. There's barely any epics going around uh, in the loot tables because we haven't gotten into mythic um, mythic plus yet, so we can't like easily farm stuff for for all that. So like that's been frustrating. Uh, so I'd, like in my crafting, I've kind of just like hit a wall <laughs> uh, with both tailoring and enchanting. Uh, but that's like everyone's experience so far with with uh the entire crafting system as a whole is just like you get to 50 and it just like slams into a wall and you just have to kind of it's like mile 20 along. i get it yeah yeah, it's like, it's yeah. Like, yeah. You, just, you just slam into that wall you're like <laughs> exactly exactly but it's like it just craft everything at least once is the first time mm-hmm. you craft you get that yeah they get that first craft like, bonus yeah, yeah. And that has helped me. I'm not that far ahead. I'm only like 58 on, on my enchanting. But yeah. tailoring's doing all right. Yeah, tailoring, I, th- I think, is, is a little bit easier um, to get into because you have uh, like quite a good number of uh, of the like crafting uh, equipment recipes uh, are, are actually from tailoring. So you have you have like a good number of work orders that you can complete for other crafters. So that's nice. Uh, but well, that's the thing. That's the thing is that there there are a whole lot of work orders going through, but they're like everyone's so starved for them that they as soon as they show up, they're gone instantly. Like every single one of them are just getting eaten up immediately uh, as soon as they hit the board. So it's it's like kind kind of an issue. Like, I don't know that, that they really anticipated all that that much that people are going to be getting into crafting and that it would be so competitive to get uh, to get those to where the boards are just like completely cleared out like that. And I want a blacklist yeah. on uh, on it. Like this guy doesn't tip well. Blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, at least a star system. So you can give him a one star, kind of like a like an Uber, yeah. like an Uber rider, right? It's like yeah. Yep. Yelp reviews. Give me one star. <laughs> Yelp reviews for your crafters. There are no crafters <laughs> in your area. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you, you, any specific things that you're enjoying there, Liv? Any any specifics? Because yeah, Arcane Mage is, is fun as hell. <laughs> Alright, Arcane Mage is fun as hell. One, 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 and two. <laughs> I, I want I want you before you post this episode just to check back with Liv to see if she's still on Arcane Mage. Oh, I will. Just do like a last minute edit before you post it out. And Liv has switched over to Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so and then you just go back through it every time. Hunter. <laughs> 
Liv, Liv actually managed to uh, to level a demon hunter in six hours, and that's her main now. So good luck, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and then just uh, and just go through the episode every time. She says, I love mage, just replace it with warrior. So it's like, I love warrior. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't replace any of the specialization. Just just like arcane warrior. (laughs) Yeah, it's just just be great. Just arcane warrior. (laughs) It's like, I I just really love arcane warrior. (laughs) (laughs) Might have to do that at least once. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right so let me let me see what am i what, what am i enjoying so far uh so i think actually manny hit something on the head there for me uh the fomo is not real just so you know i'm not missing out i'm not worried about it i so liv's got two 70s freaking manny's over there ready to take on mythic vault of the or, or whatever's pretty much at this point i'm just i'm just having a having a blast like it's it's been a lot of fun just, just podunking around it just, just going around talking to dwarves that are just just chilling out on the side of a freaking vista love that side <laughs> quest beautiful love that one mm-hmm. Apparently absolutely someone, yeah I, was, I love that one uh talking to some orcs that uh found out one of them was a uh, part of the uh the dragon clan and i was like talking about freaking pulling on heartstrings good good lord <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good. That was a good job, Liz. I liked that one. You came real close. Came real close. I was like, I was, I was doing the like. It's enough to make a grown man cry, but not this man. Get back in there, Tia. <laughs> no, <laughs> you will not give me Blitz. <laughs> no, I, but I gotta admit, my favorite moment, my favorite moment is it's much like Liv already said. It's it's pretty much. The entire bronze dragonflight when you're hanging out with Chromie, because uh, particularly with I think it's Dante, like he's got a Chroma Dante, whatever his freaking name is, call him Dante. All right, so when you're hanging out with Dante, it's like all right, so we're gonna have to go do the things. We gotta calibrate the freaking flux capacitor and all that. Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it jacks up. So uh, all right, here we go and spoiler. <laughs> it's spoiler. It's, I'm gonna give you a spoiler. But the freaking cutscene you see, I nearly lost my shit. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> when I, 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 I had the biggest shitty grin on my face the entire time. <laughs> that damn, those dwarf freaking uh, like starting cutscene played for me. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and then Dante pops in, going, "Sorry, you, we gotta go. <laughs> this, this is wrong. We went too far back." <laughs> I was dying. Oh my god, that was the best. <laughs> and then, you know, Myrtles and then the other stuff and the Black Empire. Oh, oh man. The whole thing. The whole thing. Top to bottom. Fantastic. All the all the chefs get all the kisses. It's it's so good. <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it, like the the Murloc in particular cuz like you you're going through it's the second portal that you're coming across to close and uh, a Murloc just like jumps in front of uh of one of the dragons um uh, actually it's, it's a drag fear that they uh, recruit to to like help like clear the timeways and everything and uh, she's like 
I, I get this one. I can do this one on my own. And then Umbrella like, just like jumps in front of it and gets pulled in. And she's like, hope that doesn't mess anything up. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> right. warning. <laughs> that yeah, had an yeah, that immediate was... impact. <laughs> it was great. Oh, yeah. It was like, maybe you should take the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know. What did I do when I hit level 70? We'll go back around the horn on this one. Uh, I went and got my dragon flying glyphs. That's what I did. Because I was like, this is too slow. And then after I got them all, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> See, I did that like within like probably 30 minutes of unlocking dragon riding. I was like, there's got to be a better way. And then I remembered uh, someone someone in uh, my guild and uh, crit together um, uh, had posted uh, an image with the path that all of the the glyphs are on, and I just like pulled that up and was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna fix this problem real quick, and I got that done uh, before I hit level sixty one. So I I was cruising from the get go. Yeah, I, I I knew that I needed to fix something when I abs when I. It's like, all right, we're going to the Azure Spin. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll fly over there. And, and the way I was going, I was like, I guess I'll go this way. And it's like, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> and then I was like, I wound up landing where basically where the dungeon is with the Knolls, Brook and Bride Hold or something. And they just tore me to shri- I was like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> That's such a good, I had, that was the first time I died too. I was like, what the, I was like, all right, all right. Feel like my classic days when I happen to stumble into freaking Stranglethorn Vale and get murdered by a crackalisk. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was beautiful. Hey, yeah, what, what, like I said, what did you do when you were seventy? Live, I'm curious. Like, first thing, um, first. First thing I did was um, was just get cracking on dungeons. I think I think my mage is up to like three sixty, either three sixty six or three sixty seven item level um but i was I like i ended i ended my week uh on 363 is where where my item level uh at reset was and i've gotten a couple of pieces since then um and uh, i haven't i haven't done all of the mythic zeros again this week yet but i do plan to over the weekend um but yeah it, it's it's just been um trying to figure out crafting um, and and uh, in between doing that, just like grabbing a dungeon, grabbing a group for a dungeon, and jumping in and uh, trying uh, trying to plead with anyone else that I get grouped up with in dungeons to please use their bloodlust first, so that I can get the double bloodlust effect, <laughs> so I can pop off and uh, pull like eighty to ninety k uh, single target and uh, just completely blow everyone's. Uh, everyone else's DPS out of the water briefly, and uh, and and then just you know do terrible DPS the rest of the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of reminds me of my uh, what I was really enjoying while leveling is I had the freaking the faded like two ninety one Shriekwing the freaking thing where it was like oh you do it and you jump over there and kill him. That thing was great when I was leveling. That was the insta kill button. <laughs> It was beautiful. It was like, push that, dead. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you probably felt like when it's, you get the double, the double haste into the second thing. That's great. All right, man. What'd you, what'd you do when you were hit 70? 
but you were min maxing something. I don't know. <laughs> oh no! I, like as soon as I hit seventy, I I just kept trucking through to complete the storyline because that that I needed in order to unlock the engine of ingenuity. I guess this is sort of the min max stuff. But like once I was through the storyline, it was doing some world quests, getting into getting into heroics, lots and lots of dungeons, um, to just also get a handle on the rotation because this is the first time I've actually played a warlock um, as well, first time I've played any class as a main other than my shaman. So well, it's a lot of growing pains here. Just trying to like make sure that I do my rotation, that I don't drop my dots, that I like remember to like uh, soul tap when I'm like moving and, and the movement stuff. So there's that. It was just the storyline and the side quests are so amazing that it it wasn't until I reached the planes where I was like, wait a second, I'm 68 and I've still got two zones to go. I got to stop on these side quests or I'm going to be so much story left to do while I'm at 70 and dealing with the level 70 uh, scaling. So I had to cut out the side quest and go through the main quest and then in between dungeons, it was just go back and see all those awesome side quests. Yeah, I was, I was doing the exact same thing. But I, I think I realized that I was going to run into a, an issue way before you because I was in the waking shores just cl- trying to clear out everything. And then I was like looking around. And I'm like, look, I was like, OK, I think I need to let's just do the main storyline and then come back around. All right, that's what I was going to So I finished out the all of it, you know, got to Alex Raza and she's like, okay, good job. You did it. You finished it. And then I was 69 and like a whoop, like a tiny sliver. And I was like, ah, okay, well, let's go back to the side quest. I was like, well, before I leave the main quest, the main city, let me go ahead and uh, see what's going on how much uh, friggin' enchanting materials I accumulated over leveling. And I'll just start working on some of those. Poop, poop, poop. 70. I was, oh, you get experience from crafting now? I did not know that. <laughs> so I hit, I hit level 70 by crafting. <laughs> so the answer yep. to the question is I kept crafting. <laughs> and then I went and got the uh, glyphs. Well, I thought that was really funny because I literally didn't know. I was like, oh, man, I should have done this while leveling like the entire time. Oh, well. <laughs> well, it does cap out. You can only get a certain amount of experience through uh, crafting, so it can only carry you so far. That said, if you are looking to craft on an alt and then get the cap, uh, you need to get to level 68.3, and then the the level you'll hit cap from the crafting experience. All right. Well, there you go. 60.3. You, you learned it here, folks. Or or from for Azeroth. Because they probably no, it's on live laugh lore. I haven't actually said this on fast. <laughs> All right. Well, Allie apparently has been dragon riding. She's been flying her dragon. That's why she's not here. Also, that little thing called she's sick, but also dragon riding. So, call me, call me. <laughs> All right. Oh, and apparently the story. She likes the story, which I also like the story. So, speaking of which, the story. Uh, let's get into it. Which is, we got this whole Rathian versus Sibelian thing, which is 
You know, when I was going through the leveling, I was like, all right, all right, all right, this is going to be a thing. I like this. Bring back a freaking uh, TBC throwback that a lot of people forgot about. It's a thing. A lot of there's like, Sabellian, who's this guy? All right. Loved, loved his freaking quote, though. Where, who are you? Where have you been? Outland. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love that response so much. Outland. <laughs> just very quick and just to the point. It's beautiful. Well, anyway. Apparently, when you hit level 70, you can kind of back one versus the other. It's kind of neat. I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is really neat. I don't know how that's going to play out since Rathian's in the little loading screen, but I don't know. Uh, you're really going to have to work hard to get that Sibelian in there. All right, I don't know. That's what, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> I, I, I'm just curious if there is a way that you could even get Sibelian to be the freaking aspect. Oh, I see what you're doing there. I, I see. I see it. <laughs> that That's tipping your hands. Like, in all the promotion material, that's Rathian. That ain't Sibelian. <laughs> for, for all you audio listeners right now, Manny was holding up a bunch of pins that got in a, in a little box thing uh, from Blizzard or something. There's this Rathian as the aspect, right? And yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, Rathian, Rathian, Rathian. He, he was like the main titled guy from the little short story that Christy Golden released. He was having a fever dreams about being an aspect. And it's probably going to happen. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you want Sabellian in there, you're going to be you're gonna have to be working overtime to try and get Sabellian as the aspect. And they're probably going to overwrite you anyway. I just, I just, I just have a feeling that's how it's going to go. <laughs> anyway. So there's a little, little little quest that pops up. It's called Allegiance to One over there at the Obsidian Citadel, which I did do that quest. Quest uh, has you choosing between Rathian and Sibelian, which probably won't matter. Kind of like if you're trying to back Sylvanas. Sorry, all you Sylvanas loyalists. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sorry at all. <laughs> Apparently, you're going to earn a reputation with one the one you choose to gain access to cosmetic, toy, and pet rewards. And eventually come true friend with them. Uh, you would be a Trump. true friend of not the aspect Sibelian. That's what you could do. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually you can actually be best friends with both of them at the same time. Uh, you don't actually have to do one or the other. You can do both simultaneously, which I, I think Sweet. is weird. <laughs> no, it's pure Rathian right there. That is pure Rathian. It's like I totally am backing the alliance. No. No, don't listen to what that stupid dwarf told you. I'm totally backing the horde, Manny. Absolutely am I backing the horde. <laughs> so yeah, it makes sense. Pure Rathian. <laughs> Alright, anyway. So the nice thing is that you get to make this choice weekly, and you can change between the two and you don't lose any rep that you gain. So it's not it's not like a it's not no zero sum gain. So yeah, you can be best friends with both of them. It's like, I just, I just like you both, guys. You both bring a lot to the table. All right. Pretty great. He doesn't smell it. You over there in the Outland. And Alex Johnson basically saying, don't you think that I forgot what you did with your freaking papa? <laughs> I like that line, too. <laughs> Alex Johnson just looked at him. I was like, no, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we know who Rathian is, obviously. I talk about a decent leg during episode 46, if you want to go back and listen. Uh, but who is Spellion? 
Well, he, he told us. He told us. He's been an Outland. He's been an Outland. That's who he is. Well, Deathwing is his papa. Aja. Right? Rathian is apparently his half-nephew something twice removed. I don't know. I don't know. So, some who played back in BC might remember the human quest giver Baron Sablemane out in Blade Edge Mountain. Blade, Blade Edge? Blades? Blades Edge. There's a apostrophe S. Blades Edge. Well, that, that's his human visage. Visage? Visage. Like visage. That sounds better. Sounds funner. Anyway, he helped. It does. <laughs> he helped Nirsul's horde gain access to the scepter of Sargeras before following Deathwing through the dark portal with the goal of hiding some eggs. Deathwing named Sabellian his lieutenant and left him behind in Outland with the eggs. Matthias Shaw wrote in Exploring Azeroth Eastern Kingdom's book that the SI7 knows that Baron Sablewane is actually Sabellian and he was still in Outland and that he wasn't an immediate threat. Sibelian and his brood actually remain in Outlands until the Dragon Isles awaken. So I guess they got that, like, homesickness feeling that Rathion was describing. He's like, I want to go home. Go home. That's what he felt like. Both these dragons claim the right to lead the Black Dragonflight. As we quest through the Wagon Shores, we get to see their sassy bickering, which I thought was pretty entertaining. I did too, Allie. I did too. What I thought, what I, what I would like to do, though, is go around the internet table, I guess, uh, here and talk about which of these two story-wise uh, we each think should lead the Black Dragon Flight. So I'm actually going to, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go totally, totally off script here. Manny, which one? Which one, which one are you picking? Hmm? Rathian, Sibelian? I mean, if it was my personal choice, uh, I think I'd actually go with, uh, Rebellion. I think that Rathian is just he's inexperienced. He's con- he's like so controlled by his own emotions. Um, but it like I'll tell you guys the truth. When cho- when I had to choose between Rathian and Sibelian, I, uh, I I chose the World Breakers. They had a mount that I needed, so I was just like, yeah, sorry guys, these keys are going over there. Um, <laughs> but, like yeah, right now it just it feels like. A choice between bad and worse, and I, I would rather like it, some people who don't know Sabellian are are thinking like, oh, the devil that I know and Rathian, like you know, and there's there's so much that is pushing towards Wrath. You do that quest and you go off, and one of the lieutenants is putting in the uh, putting in the reports is like, yeah, the cause is fine, it's the leader that's the issue. So even within Sabellian's own flight, there are, there's already dissent. Um, Rathian has been with us and like doing that struggle, uh, doing that struggle. And you mentioned that short story where it just puts so much different context on how Rathian is. That smugness is like such a, like it's a visage on top of his visage. Uh, like where he is, <laughs> he is trying to put forward all this confidence, but it's eating him up inside that he doesn't want to make the same mistakes as his father. And if that's his guiding light, then yeah, I guess Rathian's gonna be a great guy. But like, if I was to make the choice right now, I, I gotta go with the proven leader, the guy who has been forged in fire and like uh, helped us face against Grull when Grull was like going to like tear apart Blades Edge Mountain and worked beside the Alliance without revealing his identity till the very end or worked beside the Horde. 
until the very end. And he's not a threat to to uh, Azeroth because he didn't fall under that madness of his father. He resisted where everybody else had to be cleansed, like Abyssian, right? Who, you know what? Why isn't he in the contest? Let's just go Abyssian. Um, <laughs> right? Because he doesn't want it. Ebonhorn had to get cleansed and needed outside help. Rathian had to get manufactured and needed outside help. Rellion did it on his own and he helped his his team through it. He is the proven guy. So I'm going Sabellion. So uh, you went pure bootstraps with the Sabellion. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I feel like the fact that he was away from the whispers of the, the old gods on Outland probably helped there. But sounds sounds plausible. Uh, we will accept that and say, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Liv, Sibelian, Rathian, or I don't know, option C. I, I think, I think where I'm at with it is that I'm on the side of Sibelian for now um, because I feel like there's there's uh, there was enough hinted in in the story uh, pertaining to the two of them that like we're gonna see we're gonna see like what happened with uh with Sibelian and and uh Neltharian. and we're gonna see like his perspective on the events like what Alex Straza has uh or why Alex Straza has so much disdain around Sibelian. um and uh, I think that that's that's gonna be something that has to be dealt with because it's been it's been brought up it, they made a huge deal out of it and uh, for them to not resolve it in the story about dragons specifically, I think would be uh, a missed opportunity. And so I, I think I think we're we're going to get a chance to see that. We're going to get a chance to see what is um, what's what's really going on with his character, and get to see a little bit more of him as the as the expansion progresses. Uh, and I think that the the short story that, uh, that and this is another reason that I'm going with Sibelian is I think that one of the reasons that we got the short story uh, about Rathian uh, is that they want to it, it, it was it was uh, uh, a little bit of foreshadowing that Rathian is, is a little bit more troubled with his past than um, than. I think he would he would like for everyone to believe, and I I feel like that there's going to be a reckoning on his part as well, and so it's just going to kind of be at the, at the end of it, which one of them comes out better for where at the end at the other end of of their trials that they go through, uh, on top of whatever else is going on with uh, with the uh, vault of the incarnates and and whatever's going to happen in that raid. Uh, and and storyline that accompanies it. So for right now, for right now, I agree with Manny. The the one that has proven leadership skills, uh, at least for now, is the safer pick. <laughs> for sure. Alright, alright. So apparently I am going to be the contrarian here a little bit. And the person who's right. Now am I Team Rathian all the way, as Allie wrote in her update of what she is. Uh, no. No, I am not Team Rathian all the way. But if I am going to go ahead and say, you know, in the uh, current political climate of the United States, sometimes it feels like you're choosing the lesser of two evils. And in this instance, that is what it feels like to me. Right? I mean, I'm pretty much an Alex Straza stan all the way. Alex Straza. 
And when Alex Straz is like, hey, Rathian, thanks for the thanks for the thanks for the help. Appreciate it. Razgath butthead. That was a, a little thing. Appreciate the appreciate the assist. Sibelian. <laughs> I'm like you. <laughs> I'm like, all right. All right. I see that. I see that now. I will admit Sibelian. You want him on us. You want him on your side. You absolutely do. Because Sibelian feels like you're Matthias Shaw, right? Rathian may have these grand schemes and these beautiful plans. Can't always execute them, right? Can't always uh, necessarily get them just way through the whole garage scheme he had going. Mm, wasn't the greatest, <laughs> right? The whole concept of, oh, let's freaking team up to, you know, get the Alliance and the Horde fighting each other to freaking, you know, have one reign supreme and stop the stop the legion. Eh, it didn't work out so well. <laughs> like I said, he's got these big grand schemes of saying it's like, all right, we know what the problem is. We got the legion. We get the, the legion is coming. It's a problem. You know, his his uh, his purview has now been lessened a little bit. It's like, okay, we got the incarnates, the incarnates, the primalists. They're a problem. We got to deal with all that. But in order to deal with it, we got to we got to supercharge. Turbocharge, whatever. Get the aspect power back. Cool. I can work on this. This is a little more. This is a little more at my level. But you know, even something as simple as moving some eggs from point A to point B, Rathian might have screwed that one up. <laughs> I'm just saying, he he might have jacked that one up. So that's the thing. Sibelian, he's 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 thinking. So he's just, he's a he's a planner. He's got these. You know, he's got backups for backups. All right. He's not just got plan A, plan B. He's got plan C, D, F, E. I, I can say letters in order. I, I swear. <laughs> did you know F goes before E? Did you? It, it does. I promise. <laughs> anyway, I was wondering that with the freaking A, B, C, D, F when you get a, a score, a grade. Like, what's up with that? Where would the E go? <laughs> anyway. Uh, e actually exists in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It exists in your, if you're in like first and second grade. E is like a, even better than an A. That's excellent. It's just, it's just <laughs> weird. Anywho. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like Rathian is like 51% and Sibelian is 49. Like, like you could, you could really, I don't know, maybe some propaganda, some campaign, uh, freaking, you know, attack ads, you know, going one way or the other. But I mean, I, I know Rathian's dirty laundry. I really do. He seems to be, I'll just say, BFA and on, he seems to be a little bit more like, he, he was like, all right, guys, I understand. I screwed up. I had, my heart was in the right place. Here's the Legion bad, okay? That's usually the, the that's typically the, the, the place where everyone's heart is. Legion bad, even that's literally where the Lich King's heart was. Legion bad, right? To often lead, makes them go do really dumb things. They're like, oh, we're going to stop the Legion. We're going to do... Okay, so... And then when the Zoss showed up, freaking, you know, Rathian was like, hey, there's something I know about. Because old Papa got messed up by Nazoth. So let me let me tell you about Nazoth. He's going to get you here. He's going to get you. going to get... I, I was pointing at my head, by the way, in case you didn't know. <laughs> 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 You've seen the cutscene. Uh... <laughs> And and I, beyond since then, it's like all right, all right. Rathian seems to be he he seems to be doing the right thing. Like I'm not seeing any crazy former Rathian shenanigans of 
I am going to ruin this everything to save it, right? He's just more like, here's a cloak. It won't, you won't go insane anymore, right? There you go. I'm going to go stab this guy with Zalatath. Oh, wait, I didn't stab it in the heart. Didn't quite work. Kind of helped. Made a little, little, little hole in the carapace over there, but eh, wasn't what I was hoping for. Still wanted, still wanted to know what the ultimate goal was. Zaltath was. We getting to suck up the whole freaking old god inside that dagger? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. What was what was going to happen there? But yeah, that's why I'm a team Rathian. Am I team Rathian all the way? No, no, I'm not. Like I said, Sibelian could seriously release some, some propaganda, and I could be like, well, that's true. I'm, I'm just saying, this isn't the freaking Raphael Warnock or Herschel Walker campaign. All right, like. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't, like, <laughs> obvious choice. <laughs> this is very much... All right, all right. Uh, I, I got some choices here. We got Sibelian. He's got a bit of a history. Got a bit of a history. Seems to have not gone down the dark path of the whole old god eating goodness. Maybe that's because he hung out in old in Outland. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, whatever got you there. I'm good with that. And then Rathian was literally raised in a, you know, freaking lab, basically, to not be corrupted by the old god... Jujus. So, hey, no old god Jujus. Apparently, that's the reason why Ebonhorn is out of the running, even though he kind of got, got, got help there. Or maybe he's just like, nah, it's not for me. So, I don't know. That's where I'm at. That's, that's me. Yeah, that I, feel, I feel like Ebonhorn just genuinely doesn't want it. Like, he, he genuinely is just like... Because I, like, has anyone seen Ebonhorn in the Dragon Isles, like, at all? In the Dragon Isles... I mean, other than in the waking shores at when you finish the Drakthir stuff, unless that was just in the alpha, because I had actually finished the Drakthir. <laughs> on, no, on he's, he's there. He's yeah. there. Okay. So, yeah, when I, when I remember when I when I leveled my Drakthir in the in the alpha beta, whatever what time frame it was, mm-hmm. he showed up with Rathian. The two of them showed up. Yeah. And then if I remember correctly, it's it's a, a, a friggin. Uh, Ebonhorn, right? Abyssian, that shows up uh, in Orgrimmar, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it still Rathian? Okay. So beyond that, we haven't seen him. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen him. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like they've got to bring him to the Dragon Isles proper um, at some point, just because like they, well, they brought all of the dragons there. Um, so who who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe that'll throw a third. Uh, third cog into the into the machinery of the Black Dragon Flight, and we'll we'll have a little bit of a mix up in the next patch cycle. Who who knows? Mm, I actually think it's uh, going to be how Rathian tips the balance, because when Rathian shows up and they're competing against each other, Rebellion has all the dragons backing. He has a flight. Rathian is a lone uh, actor with his mortal. Uh, Compatriots that mm-hmm. help him out, but there are there are no dragons backing him. So I think at some point, and this could happen even within the story, because one of the amazing things about this is that there's so much story that is locked behind renown that is encrypted that we haven't seen data mined. That this could even happen before the next patch, and we just haven't reached it yet. Um, but it could be a point. That's a that says like. Listen, little little child, I help the flight. I'm about saving uh, saving our flight. You are after some legacy for your pride. Um, 
there are no dragons that back you, who are you going to lead if you do not have any dragons that back you? And that's when enter stage, uh, enter the stage. Abyssian shows up and says, hey, I'm another dragon. I back Rathian. He is young, but he has all the great qualities of a leader and he will be uh, be thing. And that might be when the dragons behind Sibelian are saying like, yeah, you know what? Like you've been leading us, but there are there. Maybe it's time for a change. We want to be our uh, the flight that we were meant to be, yada, yada, yada. So I think that is what the BC is being held in reserve for, because he's right there, just like you have Rathian uh, before you get onto the boat in in uh, Stormwind saying, here's how you get your visage form. Um, this is what happened on the island. If you weren't a, a drag there, come hero. Let me let me speed you on your way. And yes, Rathian continues forward into the story. But Missian doesn't go to the island, even though he is very much right there beside it. I think they're holding him in reserve for just such a moment. Yeah. And I, speaking of which, I absolutely think that you may be onto something there because Abyssian is probably like it's everything that you just said, Sibelian saying, where's your flight? You ain't got a flight. I got a flight. You ain't got a flight. Shut up. Right. I feel like that could be it's a good argument. Fantastic argument. Very good. Um, but Abyssian, he might pop up and be like, yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a flight. He killed his flight. Why? They were cor- they were all corrupted. They were completely corrupted by the old gods. That's interesting. So you were able to come back to Azeroth. You were an outland. No old gods. Came back here. You're not corrupted. Why? Hmm. Why is that? Rathian. <laughs> right? Because you can even point to, to the one that was really messing with us was this guy named Nazoth. Hmm. Who helped take out Nazoth? Rathian, right? And yes, it was the mortal heroes that ultimately dealt the blow, but if it wasn't for this big flappy flap that they keep in their bank now, they all would have gone insane. <laughs> in fact, I almost went insane because I came out of my little hiding up there in High Mountain, and then the old gods went, What's up, buddy? And I went, Oh, hey, been a while since I heard from you. Oh, crap. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and he was able to figure out how to fix that. So if you were going senior psychopath right now, Rathy would be like, here, drink a little pokey posh, and you'd be all right. So, yeah, I, I think you're totally onto something is that Abyssian probably will pop in and basically say, yeah, you know how uh, all of your dragons are like, oh, yeah, he's the leader that was forged in fire. I'm like, yeah, he's the leader that had to make the really bad choices of saying, kill my family, kill him. And he thought he killed every single last one of them. Is that a really good thing? Hmm. It, it sounds bad. It really does sound kind of bad. On paper, sounds On terrible. Paper. <laughs> but when you see all the little details, him trying to explain this to a bunch of black dragons, where it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, the, the dragons that I knew of, I killed every single one of them. Now follow me, was, black dragons, and don't turn like your back. Three, <laughs> maybe four. Okay, maybe five. <laughs> It wasn't that many. <laughs> it wasn't like hundreds. There's this rogue guy I knew. I don't remember. He, he's, he's this crazy guy who was an alt of this guy named Jin. He just really wanted the daggers. And then he went and ran around and killed some dragons. <laughs> and then he's been stuck at that level ever since. <laughs> they got bumped back down to like 30 something. He just sits. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure exactly where it's going to go. Like you said, it's probably hidden behind some renowned level that I'm not there yet. 
because I just pretty much hit 70. Just, I've only done like maybe three or four world quests at this point. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. All right, well, Allie is, as I kind of uh, alluded to, Allie is Team Rathian all the way. She thinks Sabalane is super sus, and she's got no reason to trust him. All right, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I got a little bit of a reason to trust him because that whole black dragon eggs and all that kind of thing. I don't know. He seems to know what's going on. But then again, Alex Strauss is like, you are super sus. I remember what you were doing with Papa. So you're you're a no for me. Anyway, Rathian is aware of what happened to Notharian and is actively trying to avoid it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We learned about that in the Vow Eternal. Yeah, we did. We did learn about that. And sure, Rathian has made some stupid mistakes. He's a punk ass kid. Who doesn't? I'm sure Sibelian did. Sibelian was like, yeah, Deathwing, you're the best. Let's go do all this terrible Deathwing stuff, right? So it's not like Sibelian doesn't have his past either. Well, he actually cares. That's what Rathian cares. He cares about us mortals and about Azeroth. Ah, really, I'm going to go ahead and interject here. I'm not so sure he cares about the mortals. He, he, we're kind of his pawns on his chessboard. <laughs> That's kind of the way I feel about Rathian. But hey, it's okay. I'll, I'll play chess. It's fine. All right. So he did fight alongside of us. The Black Dragon fight. Is, the Black Dragon flight is supposed to help protect Azeroth. And Sibelian couldn't even be bothered to send any help to Azeroth. Because he probably would have gone insane to the death to the freaking old gods. All right. He didn't even send over a single dragon. He was off and out lens. Not having to deal with old gods. Because it would have made him go insane. I think Spelling would get a rude awakening and a tentacle to the face. No, he wouldn't have got a tentacle to the face. Nazoth would have just been like, welcome back, buddy. <laughs> Wrap the tentacle around his brain. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, that's the best nutshell of my thoughts that I can manage. Well, there you go, Allie. I agree and disagree, but I am not Rathian all the way. Rathian has got some, I don't know. It. This really. This really does feel like. Well, this person has a pretty colored past, and this person has a pretty colored past. It's not the best. Um, well, pick. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm not a black dragon. Why are you asking me? <laughs> I don't know. It, feels, it would have felt better if I was a drag there. Speaking of drag there, I almost edited this here in. This is a completely off topic, but I wanted to add this in because I was running around during the pre-patch days. And I was, because I was curious about this, because this was actually in the very last episode where we were talking about this and we're talking about the legacy shorts and we're talking about all the kind of stuff with the drag theory and all that, blah, 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 blah. There's one thing that I could not quite figure out was when, when did they get put into stasis? This is the, this is the interesting thing. 20,000 years ago, they were put into stasis 10,000 years before the sundering, right? And you can learn that if you're, if you run around and do the stay a while and listens, so it was Snaltharian who gave the final order that sent us back to our creches and bid his ally Malagos to weave a spell that would put us to sleep under the guard of his blue dragons, where we remained, abandoned and forgotten, awakened only when the primalists returned to break Razageth free. Did... did you ask Nostormu how long we slept? Nearly 20,000 years. While we slumbered, the kingdom of dragons rose and fell. The world was sundered, and the aspects surrendered their power to stop Nell. To stop Deathwing. Then our mission is clear. 
whether back on the Dragon Isles or elsewhere in the lands of Azeroth, the Drakthir must find where we belong. So yeah. And fun little interesting tidbit that I wanted to throw in there. I almost edited it in the last time, but then I got lazy. <laughs> so there. Yeah. Any any fun thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I was not aware Malagos's hand was involved in it, but that makes sense because all those blue dragons are guarding the vaults. Um, but it's strange that Malagos would not have told the other aspects of that when he when he made that when he made that call because the other aspects really feel like they they had no idea that this entire race of soldiers that was working for them existed. Yeah. Yeah, that's the general that's, impression. Uh, yeah. Oh, but it was 20,000 years ago. Maybe they forgot. They <laughs> <laughs> slept since then. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought that was super interesting that it's like they called it out that it was 20,000 years and it's like, well, Okay, I have I have no concept of what else was going on at that time. Apparently, there was some some things. So, which is which adds one more thing that's super interesting. To that will I, I this is totally out of left field, but it will actually lead into what we're talking about next. Which is that means Deathwing fell ten thousand years before the Sundering. So he got corrupted by well corrupted or said okay right was was okay with going along with whatever the death or the, the old gods were saying hey would you, you want a little help with that little buddy <laughs> whatever it exactly was so he he gave in to the old gods ten thousand years before the sundering before so he kept that crap a secret for ten thousand years so that totally made sense why Nas Dorma was like yeah there's a uh, there's some crap going on that we didn't want to and we just didn't notice. None of us wanted to notice. It was bad. And it's like, what do you mean? Didn't that all just kind of come out of the blue? Nope. 10,000 years he was hiding that. So, fun fact there. Just thought I would bring that up. And that that's the long game. That is the long game right there. And the only I don't know why this popped into my head, but the the uh, the the phrase that showbiz baby just popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> I, I love it because that's actually something that my wife likes to say. She's like, that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just for random things that have nothing to do with showbiz. Yeah. That's showbiz, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's, oh, yeah. I mean, that's what it takes. If you're, if you're going to, you know, stab uh, your, your uh, brothers and sisters in the back, um, you know, that's, that's showbiz. <laughs> it's just take you know ten thousand years of 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 you know putting on that act like that's that's the biz right there, the showbiz. <laughs> He's getting really good at his improv, man. Yep. It's dedication whole, to his craft. A lot of yes and. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're not yes anding right now. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, hey Netherian, um. Your your eyes are a strange color, and there's a lot of cracks happening in your cheek. What's going on? Oh, it's it's a new product I'm trying out now. Now put all your power into this little gem I made. <laughs> Malio says it's fine. He's like, yeah. Malio says it's fine. Hey, ten thousand years ago, didn't you lock an army away and you didn't tell us about it? What? What? <laughs> no. There's a bunch of drag, bunch of your dragonfly that are hanging out on the forbidden reaches. Why did we name it the Forbidden Reach 10,000 years ago? Hmm? 
Why did we name this Riddler? <laughs> and just your blue dragons hang out of there? I don't know. It's 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 a little weird. <laughs> well, speaking of something that happened twenty thousand years ago, there was a little thing that happened that we kind of talked about last time. There was a little little gauntlet, little friggin' infinity gauntlet with a donut on it or something uh, that got busted by Razagath. Mm-hmm. There's order magic or his drama. <laughs> As Ali put it, we're like drama magic. And I was like, okay, this is good. This is a good one. I like that. It's good job. Good job, Ali. So, not really sure how you are feeling about it, but it seems as though Blizzard is drip feeding us some information on the Titans as well as order magic in general, right? Particularly, we get like, for example, like Razagath popping up in the quest and the quest and going like, "We're gonna purge the state of order." Blah. Which I thought that was pretty funny. So, what, what are we actually thinking about this whole, like, purging this, washing away the state of order or whatever? Like, wh what the heck is up with that? Because clearly, I think Razagath really hates arcane mages is what <laughs> Razagath is saying right there. <laughs> so, I'm, you're saying that I'm uniquely equipped to, uh, to, I to am handle. saying that, that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh no, I mean, okay. we're grossly biased and we shouldn't listen to the thing you're about to say. But go ahead. <laughs> you're too close. <laughs> you need to recuse yourself from this topic. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, please, yeah, please, please go ahead. Okay, mage. Is it one yeah. or two? Or one, one, and then two? <laughs> they gave us a new ability called Arcane Surge. Uh, no, uh, it's on my three button. So I have three buttons now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think there's a lot going on with Razageth in particular because um, sh like the incarnates didn't, didn't want uh, like for whatever reason. And, and, and I'm sure that there will be something brought to light in, in the story of like the split in, in the proto drakes where we had the, the, the Titan ordered aspects and then the, the incarnates, which were more tied to the elements, um, in the elemental plane. Um, and, uh, which, which we know that, that Razageth and Alex Razor were clutchmates, uh, which we can, we can, you know, presume that, um, uh, like from that, that the rest of uh, of the aspects were also clutchmates in in that, uh, so that the the incarnates and and the aspects were uh, like they grew up together, um, and uh, we know that there's there is a a point in time where a rift happens between them, and I'm sure that that we'll we'll get a little bit more information as to how and when that rift formed, and I it, you know that may have something to do with uh with Galakron because we don't know um we don't know how Galakron fits into all this um whether or not the uh the incarnates were around for the the downfall of Galakron uh which we you know have to have to assume that they were um uh, because the the downfall of Galakron is when the aspects were given their power uh, so they they probably have thoughts on Galakrond as well, and that that there there's there's a lot there's like that's that's just like the the root of of the problem with it. But I think I think what what Gal uh, uh, what Razageth is 
is is fighting for is uh, is fighting against um, fighting against being subjected to something that uh, that she didn't want um, that they didn't want and uh, so there's 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 some layers uh, of complexity to uh, to what's going on with that but we also like I'm, I'm like equally curious where where their like relationship with the elemental plane is and how how that relationship works how they like the powers they get from the elemental plane play into everything if it if it's something similar to uh to like shamanistic magic where there's like a, a kind of pact um or uh like i probably the the closest thing uh, to it that I would say would be like how how goblin shamans get their powers where they're literally like making contracts <laughs> uh, with with the elements um, uh, like I, I wonder if that's like closer to the nature of, of their relationship with the with the elements and, or if it's if it's something uh, a little bit more sinister because we also know that the, the old gods like had a lot of control of, of the elements in uh, the elemental plane and uh, so they, 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 there's so many layers to this. So many layers. All right. Well, I'm, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are, Manny, before I uh, ruin your layers, Liv. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> well, all right. I, I'm going to say that there, there are definitely different aspects and different perspectives that they're putting in. There's a reason that we went back to the, the uh, Black Empire and we saw the elements versus the old gods. The old gods and the elements were at war at one point. Before mm-hmm. the, the before the old gods subjugated them, right? And then when the uh, the ordering of Azeroth happened and the Titans came in, the elements didn't side with the Titans. They got kicked off to their elemental planes to to uh, be basically imprisoned separate. So the elements aren't necessarily old god on the side of old gods, and they're not on the side of the, the Titans. And so I see the primalists. In a similar role that I see the Maghar orcs, they don't want outside influences. They don't want to be controlled by the light or um, influenced by order. They want to be in their own way left alone. And the question becomes, are they right? We're looking at all of these outside powers trying to like tip the balance. We just came out of uh, Shadowlands and death trying to reorganize all of reality and rewrite the cosmos we've had every single force trying to uh, trying to shift things so the elements are just the basic building blocks of reality they just are ways that the dragons can empower themselves without being subservient to the titans without being uh influenced by the old gods and i see i see reason for that so i do want to say one thing Alex Straza said that she and Razageth were as clutchmates. They were very close, but not necessarily related to each other as uh, right. And I think okay. that that is to show that at one point they were they were on the same page. Alex Straza accepted this gift. Uh, Razageth rejected this gift. And because Razageth is the youngest of the uh, the um, primals, I think that we're going to get a story of like, when Alexstrasza 
maybe had a skeleton in her closet and pushed Razageth away. And that's when Razageth became the fourth primal and they became an actual threat against the uh, against the uh, rest of them. If we get that kind of story, that's that's that is amazing to show that what that connection is. But I don't think they're all going to be close to, uh, to each other. I think it's going to show the faults of order and the faults of the aspect. My my tinfoil hat theory is that at the end of this, the aspects are going to come back into power, but they're not going to be order aligned. They're going to be saying that, you know what, we're going to protect Azeroth from all threats, including the machinations, the calculations of order. Okay, so I'm just like, I'm going to I'm going to set my tinfoil hat aside for now. I'm just going to put it down, put it right over here and I'm just going to tell you what we know so far. All right, we got Alex Straza, Lifebinder, loves life, just wants to protect life. I mean, you do the Wagon Shore, there's a lot of stuff where they're like, no, why do we have to kill them? No, there's a lot of that where like they don't want to hurt them. It's the same reason why Rathrium was like, why don't we just kill Razagath? Alex Straza was like, couldn't, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. So it's like, all right, you seem to be like a pretty, got your head on straight, pretty level-headed. So that's what we know about Alex Straza. What do we know about Razagath? Frey hates you! Blah! Lightning bolt to the face! Blah! <laughs> that's, that's Razagath so far. That is that is everything that we know. Okay, now let's rewind the clock a little bit to what... Uh, start speculating a little bit. So, tinfoil hat's not completely on, but it's like, little sidecock a little bit. Just like, it's kind of there. So, Razagath clearly at some point was like, no, screw you, Titans. Don't want anything to do with you. And Alashaza said, Sure. Titans, you know, you tear, you help take out Galakron. It's a big, it's a big thing. I'll go ahead and accept it. And she became Alex Jaza, as we know her today. Now, to me, freaking <laughs> the the incarnates attacking the aspects without any more information, without any more information. To me, it feels like if the Amish rose up and started attacking us because they hated our technology. All right. They just say, don't worry, they won't listen to this. They're not going to listen to this. <laughs> they, they don't listen to podcasts. Sneaking suspicion <laughs> that you're right on that. I'm just saying, it feels like they got so sick and tired of their uppity goodness because they have all this order magic and they're empowered and they just started going at it. Now, we don't know. Maybe, maybe the aspects are like some some dude that like got a cybernetic hand in like 2045 and is like telling you like, Oh man, you got like you got a, like a, a freaking broken, broken like stupid like bio, biologic hand. You, you should get one of these. Like it's amazing. It's almost like a CrossFitter talking about like like a, kind of trying to trying to like tell you about the greatness of order magic. Order magic is great, man. You should do it. And you're like, and you know the primalists, the incarnates are over there, kind of like they're crunchy granola. They're like, no, no, I'm natural. I'm not like I don't I don't want to do any of that. No, thank you. Maybe they were just really pushy. I don't really know. I don't know the background. It also kind of feels like some weird Cold War vibes, right? Where it's like, well, we're a democracy and we're communists and we hate each other because. Because we have to, like, obviously. Because we have to. Uh, they're, they're order magic. We're like a natural and like, you know, natural is good. You know, any, anything that is of nature is good, right? So we're good. Even though I just lightning bolt her in the face. It's fine. It's good. Lightning is natural. Natural is good. <laughs> <laughs> just like hemlock this feels like a cross of like you know a crossfitter and robocop 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah, see the the, uh, the 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 aspects are kind of like RoboCop, and the primalists are like the the one guy that's over there just like lifting weights all natural like, but then also got like lightning powers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These analogies fall apart really fast, man. I'm just <laughs> so poor. Yeah, we're gonna go with we're gonna go with uh, one's a RoboCop and the other one got really super jacked up on steroids because it's natural. It's, it's, it's a natural compound, right? It's a, it comes from horses, so it's natural. <laughs> 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 the other one, order magic. That's bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. Just feels like and it's and kind of bringing it back to even what Allie put in the notes here. It does feel like we're getting some of these hints from some of the, the like the in-game books that we have because even Tyr mentioned that they're going to be on our side. They're going to believe in our philosophies, right? They didn't say they're going to be on our side. It's just they're, they're going to agree with our philosophies. And I think that's kind of what, what they're trying to almost get across here is that neither of them were wrong. It's just that the incarnates took it too far. All right. They're the ones that struck first, most likely is what we're going to find out, because I'm just saying Razagath is very hot headed. Like, I mean, I don't know how long they've been locked up, maybe Illidan complex or something, just pissed off all the time. <laughs> 20,000 years, apparently, if, if we go with the the cutscene where it was, you know, void portal. So, yeah, yeah, I don't Yeah, Who knows if that's if that's what actually what happened? Still wondering what where that void portal sent uh, old Razagath. Very interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Any other final thoughts on this kind of crazy order magic or the way of nature and natural? It's good, man. It's all crunchy, you know, double rainbow. What does that even mean? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, like all, all of the, all of the recorded history of Azeroth that we have uh, is, is all things that we've found from, from Titan records. So I feel like, I feel like the, the story of of Warcraft is is really a Titan centric story, uh, like even even our our characters for the most part, like the, a lot of the like the, there's a good number of races that are playable that that aren't derived from Titan magic. They they're you know they were here before the Titans ordered uh, ordered the planet, um, so it's not like a universal thing. But for the most part. Uh, the, the races of Azeroth are, are, you know, they're derived from, from Titan ordering. And so we kind of have... works are, funnily enough. Yeah, like we kind of have uh, a... We kind of have a predisposition for uh, for liking Titan stuff because because it's kind of like who uh, who our, our characters are. Um most closely aligned with is, is Titans because we, we're derived from like we, we wouldn't exist without without the Titans uh, intervention. So like I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, we are we are fighting on behalf of the Titans in a way, uh, even though uh, in, in the cosmological chart and everything like mortals are in the center and are played on by the, the different forces of, of the cosmos. 
Um, but I think I think what they're trying to set up very much is is uh, and Manny, you alluded to this earlier, but I think what they're setting up is that the Titans uh, and and Order is just one of the one of the the uh, the forces that are pulling on uh, on mortals and uh, are trying to uh, to gain control over over the cosmos and impose their will and just like the rest of them so it's not really so much of a uh not really so much of like a like things are just more morally gray it it, it's it's just that is that is just a fact of it that it's it is like like we are looking at it from a titan perspective where we have looked at through looked at everything through a titan perspective um and uh, so Obviously, we view everything else that isn't Titan-centric, uh, or have historically viewed everything that isn't Titan-centric to be a little bit more uh, against us uh, rather than for us. But with the exception of light and life, uh, like light, life, and and order have have been historically viewed as like the good things, and then uh, fell and uh, shadow and death have been kind of viewed as the bad things. Uh, but one of the things that the Shadowland showed us was that death. Uh, and, and death magic is is neutral. It's not good or evil. Um, just in the same way that we've seen the light be a force for for both good and evil. Uh, and I think that they're they're very much building up the exact same thing here with with the Titan uh, order magic. Uh, that it's it's not good or evil. It's just something trying to influence the the rest of the cosmos. Okay, so close this out here. I think I figured it out. So what they are trying to do, the story team, is essentially trying to point out the different biases that we have. These all these systemic biases that we all have, and that this storyline in the background, there's going to be a little not CRT, but CCT, not critical race theory, but critical cosmic power theory. Okay, so basically. It's just going to say that, hey, we live in a Titan-centered universe and that Titans, we have a complete and utter systemic bias towards them. And we need to understand that all the different six powers are, should more or less be in balance. And we shouldn't all just assume and have the, the biases towards the Titans or the Order, right? It all makes sense. That's the way we'd be, especially me as a dwarf. Literally used to be an earthen, literally created by the Titans. So yeah, it makes sense why you would have that bias, but we need to shed ourselves of that bias and move past them. It's, you know, that all makes sense to me. all makes yeah. sense to me. So final final thoughts, Manny, before we, we wrap this up. I honestly think that with the different biases, um... We really need a new compendium, a new way of showing like the cosmos ordered from a different area. But I think that uh, <laughs> because we had all of this sort of not work out in Shadowlands, um, the way we're getting it now is in the game. And that is so much better. I love that we can have these sort of conversations based on like what we saw when we were playing rather than like what we read in this book that like most people may not have experienced beyond that 
what we are now seeing in the game. This entire doubting the forces that we used to think were on our side the entire way is is just a far more mature way of looking at the story without it being um, just dark and heavy handed. Like this is this is just yeah, there are there are nuances. There are there are different perspectives and things aren't just good and bad. Things are about how they are used. Perfect. Well, I think that is a fantastic place to wrap that up because I, I agree. It's 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 not. I don't know. It is not necessarily that order is good. It's not necessarily that chaos is bad. It's they all they're all the kind of the, the same same thing in many many ways it's all the two sides of the same coin as they like as, as, the, as the saying goes there you go well that is where we're gonna wrap it up here but like we always do this is the kind of the end of the show where i like to say a big thanks to our patrons because yeah that's right it's the part of the show where we say a quick thank you to all you amazing wonderful patrons out there that support and keep the show going and if you would like to join their ranks and keep the show going and you know keep buying me my eggnog uh, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash live left floor. Right. And here's where we get to say a big thank you to our top patrons that are supporting us, which is Mar. I grow tired of torturing gin gone fishing. Thanks. Thanks, Mar. Gone fishing. <laughs> Ickus. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Ickus. Appreciate that. Sarith. Yep. Sarith. How you doing? Mm hmm. How's that warlock coming? Did you, are you going affliction like Manny? I, I don't know. Anyway, they doing? Yeah, what's going on? How you doing? Mud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see that you're you doing you're getting your questing in. I'm, I'm seeing that. Chris Malore, what's going on? How you been? Dungeon Master Burke, playing some D D. It's coming up this Saturday. It's been just a couple days. And Dracorus. Yep. The good old Dracorus. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you so much to all of you. You really do keep this show going. So before we go. Uh, Liv, Manny, uh, can you please let us know where you can find your amazing show for Azeroth and everything you do around the internet? So, Liv, I'll start with you. Uh, sure. Uh, you can find me uh, primarily just on Twitter these days, uh, at underscore sling spells. All right. Manny, you take it away. You can tell people how to also find the fantastic podcast. <laughs> so, for Azeroth, of course, can be found on Twitter at Fast Podcast. You can uh, find the show on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, just for Azeroth everywhere. We are part of Bonus Roll uh, Productions, so check out bonusroll.gg for the show. And then, of course, for myself, I am True Villain Manny. That's true without the E. And you can find me on Twitch on every social through that. Perfect. Thank you so much again for joining us. And sorry that Ali couldn't be here. You had to put up with my shenanigans. And without Allie uh, buffering the ridiculous shenanigans that, that I get into. Well, with that, it is time for us to jump into this. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. So let's go ahead and see what Allie found for us today. I'm just, I'm just going to read it out. And I'm just going to be as shocked as every one of you because I have not heard this. I have not listened to it. I have not read it. It's going to be great. Well. Sometimes the internet can be a horrible and toxic place. Yes, it can. But we also know that sometimes it can be used for good. That's also true. Found a story from November, but it's uh, it's too good not to share. 
a 19-year-old named Devin Bonagura, 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 all right, uh, sold phones at a Walmart in New Jersey. He met an 81-year-old uh, named Nola Carpenter briefly in the break room. He posted a GoFundMe on November 3rd to raise money for her, uh, put a little video on TikTok, and with 24 hours raised $110,000. This little clip uh, is from when he told her about it the next day. I again introduce myself. My name is Devin Bonagora. We met briefly in the break room yesterday, um, and I took a short video of you in the break room and posted it on social media. And a lot of people saw the video and wanted to help you out. So I started a GoFundMe page. A lot of supporters that started following me wanted to try and help you retire. They saw that you're a very hard worker, obviously, and we are all super proud of you, and we wanted to offer you $110,000 that has been raised for you, if you're willing to accept. It's very truthful. I went on the GoFundMe page. It's exactly how much is on If you're willing to accept it, I would be more than happy to write you over to that account, and all of the funds will be given directly to you and to your account. Okay. Are you willing to accept it? I'd accept it, but uh, I'd still have to work till I get the other 70000 or <laughs> 60000 paid um, off the house. I hope that this helps a little bit. It will help a lot. Yeah. Because it's, the mortgage will go way down, being it's low, it's under $100,000. We have hundreds of thousands of people watching that uh, were donating to this cause and everybody is very invested in this and they're really excited to see this finally happen. Yeah. We have over 14 million views on the original video and I'm just super excited to finally be here talking with you and I'm really excited to get this done. You'll be receiving 100% of the donations and it's currently sitting at $110,000. Like I said, I'll still have to work until I get the other 60000 but it won't It won't take long now with all that. It won't that take money. long now. You never know. People may keep donating and you get there. Yes. Pay the house off and then you go to the Bahamas. I'll retire as soon as I get it. <laughs> You're going to retire as soon as you get it? Yeah, that's what's holding me at work in this house. Well... Fantastic news, because apparently by November 15th, the fundraiser hit almost $184,000. Uh, so Allie went and looked at it, and um, uh, it's closed down now. Uh, and they But they raised a total of $186,000 from 13,500 donations. Uh, so in an update, Nola shared that she is going to help Walmart through the holidays and retire in January. So... That is a beautiful story, and it's always nice to hear people use their silly little TikToks for, for something good like that, because uh, they, they make me laugh. But honestly, I'll be honest, most of my four-year page is all about education and things like that. It's it's pretty, it's, it's very inter, entertaining and educational place, but not a lot of ha-has and laughs on my four-year page. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> so I, I think this is awesome. Um, I'm... I love hearing stories like this where people actually can use their little following for good rather than just for silly videos. Yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, of the Vlog Brothers of uh, Hank and John Green. Uh, 
and and Project for Awesome and and they're you're using oh, yeah, socks. Well, I mean that uh, like the the initiatives that have that have come from that, uh, but it's all it's all uh, under the um, all under the uh, like their their kind of philosophy of just trying to reduce world suck. So anytime. Uh, anytime something like this happens, uh, that's that is directly removing world suck uh, is is wonderful, wonderful to hear about. Use that term twice. Do you know what that means? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll get it through context. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Gen Z. Nah, I am not either. But I'm actually I'm. I think I'm like uh, two years removed from Gen X. Yeah. So like I am I am like the really old, old age of the millennials. So when, it, when you ever see that video where it's like to the older generation of TikTok, you know, people born in the 1990s, like thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at lizlafflorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelafflore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash aliandris, and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint and you can follow Ali at Ali Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. <laughs>